0: It's fun to, you know, play around with their stereotypes for a bit. But then they they learn not to ask if I live in a bamboo hut.
1: Scooby gang, Scooby gang, welcome to the newest week. And I'm TJ and we have our good friend, George, of course,
2: always, Mr. Lee. Hello, boys and girls. How are you? Welcome back. New week, same people. Here with us, as TJ mentioned, one of our good mates, George. Who we met here in bali without further ado welcome george thank you very much guys it's a
0: absolute honor to be on the podcast that you started here um you know i think you were mentioning maybe not uh Revealing too early that this is my place, but <laughs> screw it. We're, uh, w- we'll are we share right now. Yes. This, this is, uh, it, these are my set of studios here. So uh, thank you for recording all your episodes so far here. We Maybe we it.
1: get more discount for
0: doing the interview. It's, it's, it's already applied. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Local tourist discount. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've just doubled your price. I think it's, it's a reverse discount. <laughs> yeah. That's what you call shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, luckily, you've got another foot yeah thank god so my name is george spears i am half scottish half indonesian uh i was born in singapore but my parents quickly moved over to jakarta jakarta yeah um lived that big city life uh you know new york is the big apple jakarta yep. is called the big durian durian yeah, yep. S- yeah. smelly shit exactly, eh? exactly. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and uh lived basically there for most of my most of my life yeah I uh, went to the British school for 14 years, um, hence this extremely confusing accent <laughs> that is neither British, American, or Indonesian.
1: You know, I actually thought you're uh, American. Yeah, a lot like, of people uh, Asian, lot, American, Asian. You know, a lot of people Be, think
0: because so. of your accent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was
2: shocked when you said Scottish. Uh, oh, did you not know until now? No, 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 before, no, before, did? yeah. Because oh, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. not a trace of a. Scottish accent at all. No, yeah.
0: I, I mean, if I wear the kilt, you'll be like, oh yeah, he's Scottish. But, <laughs> yeah. but I do have a kilt. Yeah, yeah. So you really? I, yeah, I do. I have a kilt. Uh, Every Scottish person has a, 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 has a kilt. What is a kilt? Okay, you, oh, you guys need to tell of? me what is kilt. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, you're the best man to it. So a kilt. kilt, it's a skirt.
1: Yeah, it's a skirt for ladies and it's a... Kilt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scottish ladies, people eh? apparently to TJ
0: are just absolute cross-dressers <laughs> with the uh, nasty-sounding uh, instruments. I <laughs> mean, it's okay. It's twenty twenty-two, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go get them, snowflakes. <laughs> they have a lot hey, of breathing breathing
1: uh, space. Oh, plenty of breathing space. That's why it's so
0: uh, wide
2: stance. Why um... is it true when you wear a kilt that a lot of girls will ask, "Are you wearing anything underneath this?"
0: Literally, always. Yeah. I think it's a good opener for a night out, huh? Oh yeah, I know yeah, yeah. Like a... But the, the funny thing is that I haven't worn my kilt in about 20 years So it's technically now a miniskirt <laughs> Oh, okay But I mean you got a girlfriend now right? yeah. So yeah, yeah, so yeah Maybe, maybe we'll <laughs> probably <laughs> take it from you And you wear guys, it on outdoors If you want to try it out On your next
2: travel adventure no problem <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think that would be golden Wouldn't it Steve? I think
1: I'm same height as
2: you Probably I'll take it from you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly yeah. That, would be, yeah, that would be interesting to see An Indian wearing a kilt yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah Like a dark person wearing a kilt I'm like, who the fuck are you?
0: Yeah. So I was like, uh, I was born in Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was, I was uh, condemned to the cross dressing life. <laughs> I didn't choose it, it chose me. Exactly. So, I would like to know how your parents met. Um, so, my dad actually was working uh, in London. Uh, he was a junior insurance broker. Um, and then, uh, randomly, he got told there was a posting of a job in Indonesia, mm-hmm. and mind you, this was in nineteen, like seventy-seven, oh. right? A while back, so he took the job, moved over to Indonesia in nineteen seventy-eight, and um, kind of basically did what you guys are doing, which is you know have you know, ha- make some money overseas, um, but while traveling and enjoying Indonesia. Yeah, and back then it was very different. Right, it was more rugged. It was more lawless, um, and being in the inter- insurance industry back then, it was uh, uh, you know to quote my dad, quite a scary place to be doing insurance. Um, so there
1: is no insurance back then. I mean, people, no, yeah, people he was, used to like
0: um, take advantage of you. Exactly, no? yeah. So there's lots of instances where. Um, they, they, people would just burn down their property or their factories or their crops and you know, you'd know you have to go and investigate and that was part of my dad's job and uh, it's not fun to be told or to realize that it was a very controlled burning of Instant something job. and then someone's just going like oh you'll, you'll get the insurance for us won't you and you're like mm. oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this so he left that, that posting didn't do insurance anymore uh, but how did he meet my mom? Um, it's kind of a, one of those classic. Uh, was at a Jakarta house party, um, saw her um, across the room, and um, you know persisted. Uh, was very persistent over I don't know something like uh, six months, calling every day, trying to get her to go on a date and stuff. So, oh, yeah, interesting dating on a nineteen seventies. Exactly, and that was probably on a a, a dial phone, meaning like you know yeah, like- yeah, the rotary phones <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see nowadays you just get blocked exactly yeah,
1: yeah. you can't block
2: back then yeah, we probably need
1: to take off like- the plug out, <laughs> of, the, out
0: <laughs> of the telephone to exactly. not to get rings go back to the dial
2: phones. Yeah. bring yeah. back dial phones yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> we need that
0: in our lives right now so yeah that's that's when they met and um you know they are now um 20 Ooh. wait 34 years married mm. yeah and uh, yeah actually their uh, wedding anniversary is coming tomorrow so oh. it's cool yeah.
1: okay happy anniversary for uh, George's I'll, parents yeah, I, will, I will let them
0: know yeah. yeah they'll be like who the hell are these guys yeah. <laughs> Scooby gang <laughs> oh, oh some, wait no yeah. I know Scooby gang some the like, guys <laughs> oh, we listened to their last episode it was golden <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> super insightful please yeah. let them know yeah.
2: <laughs> so you um, then you were born in Singapore mm-hmm then moved to Jakarta. Jakarta yeah. And then how, what sort of happened then from Jakarta? Did you come to Bali or so, what direction um, did
0: you go? finished school and um, I wanted to go to art school and actually kind of convinced myself that wasn't a, um, a proper profession, mm-hmm. which was a stupid thing to do because I love art so much. And um, I decided to kind of go down the path of, Something that was like art mixed with mathematics, which was architecture. So I went to Newcastle University to uh, sorry not I went to Newcastle at Northumbria University, bit of a difference, and studied architecture there for three years. And I actually landed landed in um, Bali because I was looking for my placement, my between graduation oh, sorry between your. Uh, being a graduate and starting your masters, you have to do a two-year placement or a one-year placement. Sorry, and I wanted to have familiarity but also freedom. So I don't want to. I didn't want to go back to Jakarta, which was familiar but was the same thing as my life before. Ended up going to Bali um, and um, started started working for this guy and started uh, building or designing, helping design uh, hotels and villa complexes, which mm. was pretty neat at 21 years old being thrown in the deep end so did you I design the
1: studio by yourself
0: so not the building itself but the interiors are all me okay. like the furniture try to try do the styling some people say it's a bit too uh, masculine but i, I find a uh, find a balance between all of these things so it's
2: uh i mean you are never going to please everybody are you no so exactly i mean if it works yeah. for you and I'm, you stand back and are proud of it then
0: and i'm sure that's That concepts come up on the podcast a few times, isn't it?
2: I think it's yours, brother. So what I
1: like, what you like, is you like. Nobody cares about what other people like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't bother me. So what? What age you moved to UK?
0: Um, I was nineteen when I moved to the UK, and um, yeah, spent yeah the three years three years there. Sorry, eighteen when I moved to the UK, and then twenty one when I arrived in Bali. Um, But Newcastle was a interesting kind of, for me, a bit of a culture shock.
2: Oh, I could imagine, yeah. I've been to Newcastle a few times, so I think at some point we're going to spill the beans on Newcastle. Yeah. It's yeah, a exactly. pretty wild
0: place, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: And <laughs> yeah, now I'm, like, pretty intrigued about this because I actually moved to U.S. when I was 19. Yeah. And I'm from Asia, too. I'm Indian. Um, So you're, you're born in Singapore, but you're Indonesian and mm-hmm, Scottish. Mm-hmm. So how was it for you to go from, like, a asian continent to like european and how was it
0: so i mean i used to go back to scotland with the fam um nearly every summer right but that was family summertime rather than roaming around by yourself right um and you'd see family friends and that's the kind of culture that i got exposed to in the uk yeah every once in a once every once in a while speaking to uh strangers so by the time I got to uni um, I was with people my age that I'd never met before and they had all kind of come from all different parts of England Scotland and so on and so forth and um, so I do have some kind of funny stories but first time I stayed in my dorm mm-hmm. um, met the four people that I was going to be living with for the next year uh, they seemed pretty normal they were great all good we sit down for dinner. I uh, planned to make something Indonesian, fried rice and mm-hmm. egg, and you know, just make it simple. And we all sit down for dinner and, of course, I'm the only brown guy at the table, so, well, I was a little bit dark. I mean, back you back. don't look brown. Yeah. No, not right now, but uh, maybe sat next to them, I was browner. So. <laughs> sat next to me, you're browner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could see that they were itching to have, like, to, to ask me questions. Um, so I just opened it up, I was like, oh, what do you want to know? And of course the first one was, um, why is your English so good? And I was like, you know, thinking in my head like, well, you know that English exists everywhere else. (laughs) It's like it's not just (laughs) (laughs) in the the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, at that moment I decided I could probably mess with them a little bit. And I said to them, um, oh, you know you know, uh, Emirates? And they're like, oh yeah, the airline? I was like, yeah. So when I was on Emirates flying, they had this uh, crash course, a 10 hour podcast to learn English. And I listened to it and it guaranteed that I could speak English by the time I landed. And they're like, what? I was like, am I using it right? Is it working? And they're like, yeah, you're doing an amazing job. <laughs> of course, I, I said to them like straight away, I was like, no, guys, I'm fucking kidding. Like, please. Like- <laughs> that's, yeah, that's probably the Scottish humor in you, which is good. George is a prankster, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Little prankster. It was uh, it's just a little bit of fun because you know they all click and they all know each other in some way. Oh, you're from Yorkshire, you know. But they just don't know anything about people who are in Indonesia. So the next question was, um, do you live in bamboo huts? Which was I was like, oh my god, and you're at university? (laughs) I was like, how is this possible, man? This is ridiculous.
2: Like, was the internet a big thing back then? Like, obviously, there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook.
0: It's not like uh, how many years, 10 years ago? Uh, yeah, we're looking at 10 years ago. Oh, 12 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, Facebook was around, but it was, it's not like now where everyone's on Instagram and posting and, you know, life re- kind of revolves around it for some people. Yeah, shit,
2: I forget. It's like,
1: I mean, he forget- even thought, like, I came from poor family, family because I'm from India, you know?
2: no well how that happened was right here we go because i suppose it is similar to like the uk that in maybe not say the western world but in ireland and england like you're there's a picture portrayed of places like a picture Mm -hmm. portrayed of like india of like by the media
0: right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. same as i
2: suppose there is an image like if you go to america you meet people and they're like oh my god you're irish you guys can drink like a barrel of whiskey and it's like well no, not really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I might be six foot, but a, yeah, yeah. a barrel of whiskey is going to kill me. Exactly. So I think there is always that like misconceptions. Yeah, like, which which can we break?
1: Like you're going and saying about the wood bamboo yeah, sticks. Yeah, exactly.
0: Out. Uh, we're here to break stereotypes wherever yeah. we go. I think that's the beauty of travel, right? Yeah. Whenever you go to a new destination, you talk to someone. Um, it's fun to you know, play around with their stereotypes for a bit, but then they they learn not to ask if I live in a bamboo hut. Um, But yeah, and then of course the last one, me being really confused at dinner and kind of being like, oh my gosh, I'm living with these people and they're asking me some ridiculous questions and I've gotten a confused look on my face. And because I've hovered my hands over the knife and fork, they think that I'm being confused because I don't know how to use a knife and fork. Okay. So the last ridiculous question was, "Oh, do you know how to use those?" And I was like, "Fuck. What? Do you think I just need chopsticks?" <laughs> <laughs> so that was a uh, that was just like, you know, that was just the start. After that, all of they they calmed down. They started to to understand who we are and what the other side of the world looks like and feels like.
2: Did you see the funny side of it or were you slightly sort of insulted in a way of kind of like,
0: I think part of my ego wanted to be like, how dare you don't know about my home countries and, mm-hmm. blah, blah. but in the end I, um, I had to flip it around and look at the UK. I'm like, yeah, okay. I come here every year, but I don't know where the hell if someone said I was from like Smitherton or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where the fuck that is, my okay. friend. Like I'm equally ignorant about the UK. So, you know, uh, I only recently realized that we used to go to a place in Scotland called Akhtar Mokti. right? And um, like no one could place that on a map if, you know,
2: exactly. Yeah. So I live know. next door and I couldn't even tell you where Glasgow or Edinburgh is in, in Scotland, which is pretty, pretty poor.
0: W- what are those places?
2: <laughs> uh, <where are> <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly my thought. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a huge like football culture. And I mean, party town, Newcastle. Have you had any experience or do you have a preference over the Geordies
0: or the Macams? I remain pretty impartial. I actually preferred playing uh, and watching rugby when I was growing up. My dad was a big rugby guy, um, got me into it, started playing. I don't have the physique. Well, it looks like I don't have the physique for rugby, but I um, love playing the game. Um, and, um, but when it came to football, uh, of course, everybody in the city is like crazy about it. And um, actually, one one time, I, my my uh, my good friends uh, said they scored like some cheap cheap tickets for a derby game, which is a derby derby game. It's like two rivals, right, uh, of a similar vicinity. And uh, it was Newcastle Sunderland, and uh, tickets were like five pounds for students. We're like, screw it, let's go. This is too good to go. That's uh, too too cheap to to not give to up. Go, yeah, yeah, not to yeah. go. So. We get some seats that are like right underneath the um, the second level. Um, it's a two-levelled uh, arena, and um, what happens? Uh, the uh, Sunderland actually scores a goal, and it's one zero. And uh, it starts to rain. And uh, I said, "Oh shit, it's starting to rain, dude! <laughs> like, should we? Is it? You know, is the game going to be okay? Well, knowing that people play in the rain, but my friend quickly." Uh, uh, corrected me and said, "Mate, that's not rain. <laughs> Sunderland was just spitting all the way down onto everybody in the Newcastle stands below, and it just looked like rain. The amount of fuck. Just fucking why
1: God, the, the, why they would keep like like that. Like if you keep Sunderland up above Newcastle, mm-hmm. it's easy to spit on other Newcastle people. Yeah. So why can't they
0: flip it and like put
1: Newcastle people up there and?" I had the same question
0: and the answer seemed to be that Newcastle would do the same thing back if
2: it happened. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, if you go to any games, like, especially like uh, football games, they are going to put the away fans in the shittest section. Like, you're not going to put your own loyal fans
0: away in the 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 nosebleed seats. Like, you're going to stick,
2: especially if it's Sunderland, you're going to try and Maybe not even give them seats to sit down on. Like the <laughs> hatred mean, is unbelievable.
0: Like, uh you guys have been to football games before plenty yeah. of no, times. I haven't been to football you're football a, more of a cricket guy, yeah, right? More of cricket, uh, mm-hmm. there there's no spitting it. in cricket, right? Uh,
1: it's a gentlemanly game, so there is no not really fighting in there. Okay, yeah. good. It's
2: a Thank slow, you. boring game. <laughs> if if you ask me, that's only my opinion. This guy loves it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: brother. There is a one and a half billion people likes it. So. There's, that says you're, something you're, you're like, like I mean,
0: tiny the million, you know, million people uh? India, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 the, the popularity is concentrated all in one country yeah <laughs> it's all <laughs> India <right>? <laughs> 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 but, but it is a great sport it
2: yeah. is yeah. in time we might actually go to Bali United have you ever been to, to, to watch Bali United play oh no I haven't I haven't heard they're a good team yeah, we might might go to that just for the experience.
1: Yeah, we might take charge with us, no? Yeah, nice. I might spit into the crowd just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is no good. Use what I've learned from the UK. You don't want to come out black-eyed, no? <laughs> <laughs> so
2: you can join us on a Scooby Ooh. Gang adventure.
0: Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: your overall time in Newcastle, if would you say it was a great time, or is there things you would change? Did there, was the weather kind of? Oh shitty? man,
0: I uh, I'd never had a. I'd never gone through uh, winter, right? I've never done winter. Uh, oh, in your life, yeah. In because my life. You're Asian, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, went to Newcastle and experienced my first winter, and holy crap, I could not, um, I could not stand it. So you know, in terms of the weather, when it rolled round to summer, super happy days, loved it. But when winter rolled around, I was you know fortunate enough to be able to fly back to Indonesia, uh, hunker down uh, in the. Uh, Sure, it's maybe a wet season, but it's better than uh, freezing your Physical, freezing Freezing yeah. your dick
2: off, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like it's a set time. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like okay, this is two months of this. Like it can drag on, yeah. and winter and it has could last been right like five months. <laughs> so I was fucking so depressed. I honestly think that's why a lot of people maybe back home are a lot more down than in the dumps. Yeah, like you look outside, it's raining, and it's like oh, everything
1: yeah. is. I think it. it's more like raining and cold both at the same time, no. Yeah
0: very true it can just be like this miserable wetness right where it's like the weather can't even make up its mind whether it's actually snow or rain it's just kind of like what do they call it sleet sleet there sleet. you go yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah it's kind of boston and u.s or, but yeah. u.s is like more more good place to live compared to europe i think because u.s has like a seasons of uh, winter and seasons of hot summer yep when it gets hot it gets really hot when it gets yeah. cold it's Okay, cold. But it doesn't rain and cold at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like Boston used to, like, Boston, like, rain and cold. But Europe is seems like shitty. Wait, is that where you were? You were in Boston? No, I was in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Okay. I was in Columbus, Ohio for five years. And um, after that, I recently moved to Texas. I always wanted to move to Texas. Then I moved to Texas. It was dry heat. Mm. Here, it's at least humidity and heat, you know. I lived in Florida for two years. Mm. But it when you compare that heat to like Texas heat, it's really dry and heat and anywhere you wanna go, it's shitty far enough. It's yeah. biggest state in US I think. Oh. Yeah. That's, That's, fucking hated it. Until <laughs> <laughs> I moved here. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really need to explain it. Like, like yeah. five months of shitty weather and cold, wet rain, of course I'm gonna move to
0: Bali. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel yeah. Yeah, it's it's a magical place to be in Bali. You know, it's rich culture, the beaches, the mountains, the great food, and and also great people. You you've obviously met a bunch being here, and you know, like of course
1: you're one of them of great Thank people you. we met, and um, we actually made a lot of uh, Indonesian friends rather than a a foreigner who's traveling. See, I like hearing that because I I I don't know how it just generally attracted towards the local people than actually foreign ramen. I of course the girls wise is different <laughs> for general friendship wise it's uh I mean we're gonna cut that shit <laughs> <laughs> please, please keep it keep
0: it in there that's gonna be the preview <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh shit cut that shit <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want
1: to be <laughs> you know <laughs> um but being said that, like, uh, how was the mindset coming back to Bali? Like, like you lived in UK for three years and mm-hmm. come back to Bali, and like, what was your mindset like? To
0: what do you want to do? So okay, it's a it's it's a complicated one because I went to the UK thinking that I would like blend in. Yeah, having you know I'm British, yeah. right? Um, and I've been there for, but I felt like a foreigner most of the time, and yeah. I got treated like one.
1: I can feel you. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: So. I was itching to just be back in a familiar place, right? And it seemed to be that Indonesia where I can speak a bit of bahasa mm-hmm. or uh, quite a lot of bahasa, but also, you know, have meet a lot of English speaking people in an international environment. Bali seemed to be it. It yeah. And um yeah, it it's it's a difficult one like when you're a mixed kid um and you have to choose which nationality you want to be um or actually you don't get to choose. Um, you're just told what you are. Yeah. But then you know you have a you have a father who wants you to try and live the UK life, but you all you know is Indo life, nasi goreng and sambal. <laughs> then you go back to meat pies in the UK and you're like, mm, life's a little bit bland. Yeah, I it is. Don't, I don't know. But it's unfair to say that it wasn't a good time in the UK. I you know I learned a lot. I loved it. Um, it's just that as you boys can probably agree, life is. Damn great out here. Yes. Okay.
1: I w- I would say really great. Because okay, yeah. <laughs> I like that upgrade.
2: I, <laughs> no, I, I was I thought there was a big statement going yeah, there. I know, I know, I was like, no, whoa, whoa. Was,
0: what uh, are you gonna say about my country, man? <laughs> <laughs> and
2: that's why
1: you're right here. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs>
2: but now I'm like advocate. Go, yeah. go. <laughs> Tell me more.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I'm Asian too. Like I lived in the US for like uh, almost eight to ten years. Yeah. Um so being there, I mean, I I, I changed my perspective of life and um, going from a shy kid, mm. being who I was right now, is totally different. Like in 80 years, like every year I'm trying to grow myself. And I actually try to get rid of my accent, of in, Indian accent mm. and go to American accent because I don't want to be called like a brown guy. He's from oh, India, okay. you know, it's, um he's different. He's it's not us, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I mean then I realized why do I care about changing my life? I should change where I live. Yeah. And I came here, it was people are really nice. Indonesian people are great people. Yeah. Mainly Bali people. Yeah. Um people are happy, nice. And then and then I also like having the mix of the foreigners, you know. It, it balances the shit out, you know? Really it's well, like you yeah. have this and you have th- you're nice and you have like some kind of shitty, but <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not. Uh, that's just for funniness, you know? No, no. <laughs> Wait, you're going to say it again, right? <laughs> cut, that, cut that
0: shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not going to cut that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and having that mix and uh, you see uh, both things you like in life and having combined hap- having in the pali. I was thinking this can be the a small country in in ten years. People like to live and mix off.
0: yeah.
1: And this can be a country where you has been like hundred years ago, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Where people are migrated from Europe and became like multicultural. Yeah. So I think that will happen to Bali. And seeing that for the last two days, I was thinking when I was driving, I'm like, this is a nice place to live.
0: Yeah,
1: Very I good. mean, you can you can grow your future here. Like if you can. Think of one kind of certain thing and maybe focus very hard and work on it. And I think this can be a good place to live and people are really happy. And I think every time I mostly driving on the scooter,
0: yeah. I was singing. Nice.
2: Badly. I mean, <laughs> Why are you sitting behind I mean, him? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this could yeah, be gang travel together. I was down the stairs yesterday and only here. I'm like no. oh, I'll you singing again i like, hey bro you're getting better nice is, nice. because well, I don't want it to stop I want more people to experience uh, it yeah.
0: <laughs> okay See, this. it's
1: not how bad I was singing it's how happy I was the exactly. perspective is very true that very so true. If, if I was in the US do you, do you listen to me singing of course not. Of course, it will happen once a year, twice a
0: time. Gotcha. But here every day. You, you realize it was an indicator of like, oh wait, I'm feeling really content right now, and yeah. I'm I'm just enjoying it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So it's, it's um, on that point, I think that um, there's there's it's very quick in Bali for people to stay in Changu, only do Changu, and then realize, oh, there's a lot of mean people here, and they're just a bunch of influencers and all of that. But actually. All you need to do is what you guys have done, which is explore the rest of the island and realize how many beautiful people there are living here and enjoying day-to-day life. Um, they're not concerned with Instagram or whatever. They're, And, they, you know, they're not just all Indonesians. You can you meet French people out in Ahmed and and whoever up in um, uh, Tanalot. Um, that's... I think, is uh, what you're talking about. The internationalness is is very much felt here. But um, for a lot of people who have a knee-jerk reaction to being like, oh, Django's full of you know posers and hipsters and whatever. I
1: think you can see negativeness anywhere if you want to see it. Exactly. I think here in Bali, you have the people are more open
0: yeah.
1: and the people are relatable. Yeah. So I think you can, you can weed out the people you don't want to interact. Yeah. You can just interact with the people who are your like-minded set, you know?
0: It's the easy way to go. I, um, I used to live in Batu Bolong, which is like the, the heart of Changgu, right? And I did feel and think a certain way while I was living there. And um, recently, about two months, oh no, sorry, four months ago, moved out. And realized that uh, just being in that environment made me act and be a different way. And by pulling myself out and just being on the outskirts and allowing myself to to find put my two feet down and realize okay this is who I am this is how I want to be and not try to fit into the shoes of someone else based on what we visually and or you know here around us um, to allow us to uh, to feel like they're molding us that's not what I want I want to be able to take control of um, of uh, who I want to be and open up myself to opportunities so you know once again travel does that it allows you to drop your um, uh, the preconception of what what uh, uh, what's the word closed uh, off or culturally yeah exactly uh, yeah, yeah st- a stereotype that's been uh, imbued on on onto you yeah and um and explore something else
2: I would totally agree with you with the with the battle belong we had stayed in the villa in Batu Belong. We booked it for a month we ended up staying for a second month because we got a decent uh, price because of construction but although it was a beautiful place you have your pool it's whatever nice location but yeah like you had said you feel like you have to go out more you feel Mm -hmm. like you need to go to a bar because that's your main strip everybody's partying now that we're living in Barawa it's so much more like relaxing although you can still go and do your Batu Belong or go to your parties or whatever I feel a lot more like relaxed or content where we're living now it's kind of i suppose you would call it nearly like a little bit of like an estate with just all local people every morning you go you go down to the ocean for a swim they're smiling good morning and it's it, it's a lot more chilled out and relaxed and i feel a lot more content or or happy where i am now at the moment and i suppose if in the in the future you can figure out a new career i could 100 percent see myself Staying here for the the longer term. I mean, why not? If you're you're waking up and you're happy in the morning, you're going to bed happy in the evening. Exactly. Why fix something that's not broken?
0: Yeah, I mean, use that classic uh, phrase, when there's a will, there's a way. Um, No doubt, if you guys see that there's a future here, you'll devise the the baby steps or the plan to create that and make that a reality for sure.
2: Yeah, I suppose that's a big thing, isn't it? Like uh, you see a lot of people will set goals, but... I'm not saying that they're on a unattainable goals, but maybe if they're too big at that time Whereas if it's broken down into like baby steps, yeah. that way you're going to get more wins, you're going to get more little victories. And it's like, okay, and you seem to gain momentum quicker that way. That's how I feel like it's worked for me in the past. Whereas I feel like if you set your goal too high like a mountain, it's it quickly realize that maybe this is too high to attain
0: No, I I totally feel you. Um, I think that um, I I like the analogy of, you know, I I lead a team here, right? Mm -hmm. And I always look towards always having a vision and a mission, right? It's such a classic thing to say (laughs) straight out of business. But, you know, if you can have that. Yeah, this is such a CEO (laughs) thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. How much is your business worth? (laughs) But, like, if you apply that to your life and it doesn't, you know, without making it sound too cliche, it's like. Can you just set um a path for yourself? Where are you gonna go? Where do you wanna be? Who do you wanna be? Um, that that helps you guide and at least it should inform the next step, which is, you know, like you're saying, don't make him too big. It's, it's it can be very overwhelming. Um and um having this vision and mission is 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 just you know having that why you know simon sinek says always know your why what you're doing um, because that will inform your belief system and your value system and it'll then percolate into the people around you and you know the the metaphor that uh, i've used before that i'm probably going to butcher big time is that you know if you're a leader of your life or of a team you're the driver of the car and you got to face a direction you know if you can see out and over to the horizon well that's as far as you can see right now you know the earth is curved as most people would say right yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. most people (laughs) but the earth Earth is curved meaning you can only see x amount of miles ahead the rest of it is still a mystery so the car you're driving it's still up to you to put the fuel in to drive the car to hit the signals Um, and um, some people don't make that decision and allow it to kind of unfold for them so yeah I feel like I'm rambling on about, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Stuff. no, no. I think that, so that brings yeah.
1: up the way, like, uh, you built this studio, right? Okay. Yeah, so you see a lot of people who's actually trying to grow in Bali, and um, they're trying to do something new than everybody else, and you see a lot of people come here to, like, us, we podcast here. Yeah. Um, we quickly realized we're good at talking, and then, like, Let's do this. If even if it get, doesn't get successful, successful it doesn't matter to us. What is the end goal is right now? We're doing it. Let's see how far it goes. Like you said, the uh, only thing you can see is like as far as you can see. Exactly. Um, so, like, what is what? What kind of people you see here, and what do you think? All about people trying to do new shit, and do do you agree with them? Or I mean, of course, you have to agree with them to get you money,
0: you know. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I I mean, okay, so my job, I see it as a facilitator. right uh, You have ideas, uh, you use our facility to make those ideas come to fruition. Um, And uh, the better we are at doing that job, the the smoother the process is for you guys. Um, Now, are people doing new stuff? I still feel like all we're doing right now is still using quite a lot of old ideas. Yeah but using new technology. And that's what's advancing us, you know, to be honest, podcasts were around 20 years ago.
1: Like a radio radio was this
0: I think it's the same thing in, no? into yeah, radio with, podcasts are adapted from radio. Um, so we're just moving with the time. So, you know, people used to teach in a classroom and now it's webinars or online, online courses. courses. Yeah, Exactly. Um, so, just being able to keep up with what that demand is and how technology is unvo- unfolding—that's um, kind of like the exciting new part. Who can do something really cool with that, right? Within that, within that sphere, because um, you can have a, an online course, but like. Are you uh, are you creating uh, one on ones uh, one on cr- one uh, what do you call it consultation with your students? Are you creating download resources? Are you making quizzes? Or you know you can get you can get creative with it and have fun with it. Uh, you can do a webinar then and um, you know come up with new ways of keeping people engaged. But I think the thing is, I still feel like no one's truly doing something mind blowing yet until. It blows up. VR, I feel, is going to change a lot of how we interact. Reality, yes, like a metaverse, kind of. Yeah, because um, that will be as much immer- like way more immersion than we've ever really experienced. And I think we're still like ten years out. But that will be uh, the confluence of multiple different types of technology um, coming together and changing the way our senses work you know um you can hear what they're saying you can v- v- see and interact with a world that doesn't exist
1: what it's do you of, think about that lee
0: to be honest
2: it sounds a little bit kind of scary yeah but i mean is that because we're in this structured mindset that i mean we spoke about earlier like are we just Maybe are we not just open enough? But I don't know. I think sometimes, like, you wonder about the kids that's coming along. Like, I was actually thinking
1: same thing as him. Like, I mean, that's why I asked the question to him because we kind of think alike. Yeah, um, I'm not advocating. Like, for it, by no, the way. no, no. I'm like, in, like, uh, I think it's gonna be this the future. Like I, I know, I know yeah. that it's gonna be the future. Yeah, but I'm a little scared of the future. Yeah. Um, so anything, if you. You can use it for a good, like even Instagram, whatever, right now. Yeah. You can use that for a certain, certain kind of goodness. And when it gets out of hand, I'm scared of it. Like like you saying the virtual reality, I mean, I mean, you're not saying it, but it's going to be the future. It's going to be the reality of it. So when I think of it like having the virtual reality, what happens to the people coming out of the world, seeing actual nature or not sticking with it 24-7 and, and just having that and not
0: doing anything else. Yeah, it's a scary thought yeah. to think that you're basically, do you want to spend more time in this world or you want to spend more time in your make-believe world?
1: I think people like to do things in make-believe world because their life is not that good or they're not trying to open to struggle through and become what they can, or, like, see the potential of what they can achieve. But uh, I'm actually scared.
0: Yeah, it, that
1: uh, That makes me think of having kids or not. I always think about it. I'm, like, I don't want to go too deep into that conversation now. We can maybe probably do one day about virtual reality and what do you think of it. But, uh, yeah, it's it kind
0: of scary for me. I um. I, it is definitely scary, and um, but I think that if we do bring kids into this world, who knows? One of these kids would be an advocate for not going down that road. You know, being the person um, that becomes a leader that pushes against going in too deep into this VR world. Who knows? And we don't know who that human being or group would be in the future. Um, but for sure, many people. Will succumb to that uh, very sexy life of, you know, I can be whatever I want in that world.
2: It could be uh, Greta Thornwell's mm. child. That'll be probably who uh, <laughs> yeah. who, who rebels against it.
1: <laughs> sure. <No>. Exactly. I <laughs> like the positiveness, but <laughs> do you really think the world's going to go into the positiveness? Uh, look, look how many people are trashing the ocean. <laughs> Is it going to change? The people are trying to change it. Is it going to change? No,
0: I, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many terrible things that are happening in the world. Um, and the good thing is there are people trying to solve it. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't do our part, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're trying to reduce here and do, and do that. The good thing is we know as a, a civilization, we know way more than we did 100 years ago. Yeah, of course. And while we are causing more damage now than we ever have, we also have more knowledge to do something about it. So, yeah, we are we're in this really weird balance of oh, are we gonna do it? Are we gonna do it or not? Like, <laughs> come on!
1: Hopefully, somebody will do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we we do at least least amount of it to better, but um, I I don't know. Yeah, um, you just do your part and like hope for hope for the best. Exactly. Yeah. So, going away from that, and what do you can like tell the people who's trying to travel solo travel? and what like what can you give them advice for them so that they can try a new thing or they're not scared of trying to be open up to do something
0: so um my I gotta probably start with perspective. I have not been a big solo traveler, yeah I've mostly traveled with my family um that has always been our bonding time once a year, meet up, off we go somewhere. And we love it. We don't do the parties. We don't. We we go see friends and family, and then we hit up cultural sites and we go find quiet corners of whatever country you're in and um, learn a bit more about it. So you know, we've been to Peru. We've been to Newca- uh, Newcastle. Why is that coming up again? <laughs> <laughs> we've been to New Zealand. Been to Greece, France, Germany. Um, We've been to, or we've been we go to Scotland every year, uh, but we make it a, 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 an absolute um, must to go explore, right? And um, that's kind of what's taught me, you know. Through my dad, he works in culture. Um, he's taught us to wherever you go, learn about the people, learn about what's going on there. That is probably the most powerful thing to um, to take away. Um, I don't know very much about the safeties of travel, or you know, not saying that we had you know limos everywhere going from place to place. Um, it was um, <clears throat> sorry. It was um, still you know uh, buses and and stuff, uh, especially in Peru. It was a bit more rugged, and but what I do know is what what makes you have a reaction or a connection to a place is the people right learning about what's going on and hands down right now peru was the like in my life so far was the most mind-blowing place to meet people who are just so proud of their country Mm -hmm. um everywhere you went and we did a two-week like intensive trip around peru and everywhere you want uh, everywhere you went you know the uh, tour guide or a local we're like come come look at this and speak and you know let's shuck some corn i'm like let's shuck some corn let's do it <laughs> it's fantastic and i was like here's the soup we made with the corn that we just shot well, Oh, fantastic i love it yeah that's the beautiful side
2: when you really when you throw yourself in the deep end like you're welcomed with open arms yeah. and you're really brought in and they're yeah. so proud like even when you go to not say the outback of bali but when you go like into maybe the more jungle area when we went Mm -hmm. to the coffee tasting and the Luwak coffee and they take you around and they're so proud of the product but at the same time you can feel like how happy they are that you're there and Mm -hmm. it's just a real like genuine genuine connection genuine conversation that's for me probably one of the biggest things of traveling that that i love
0: exactly i mean this is the thing like instagram i believe Not to go too negative, but like I feel Instagram is a very visual platform, all right. And what's that? What that has done is conditioned us to think of beautiful places, and not beautiful people. Yeah. So what needs to change is the uh, the appreciation for culture and people. Instead of, oh, I'm gonna go to Bali just because I need to see the waterfall, or I just need to see this sunset that's at Bali that everybody speaks of, or God forbid, go to that. You know, beach club that everyone raves about. Not gonna meet beautiful people. You're gonna see. I mean, it's nearly like Silicon Valley over here, and in the naughty sense, not mm. the um, not the chipset. You know, there's there's, there's some <laughs> some people will get that one, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's a it's you know you want real genuine connection. It's the people that are out there in the village. There's the people that are over in Ahmed and and you know. Places.
2: I mean, by going to the Instagram places, you know the only other people that are gonna be there are the Instagram people. Now, we're not gonna sit here and lie and say that we don't go to the Instagram places. Of of course we do, but it's kind of I think we maybe find that nice balance of we eat the same place every single night. And as you go around it beside the, the street, we're pretty much the only two foreigners that eat there. The yes. food is phenomenal. The guy knows us, he's big happy, and hey, what's up,
0: brother? That's the usual. So charming, isn't it? To just yeah. like have that familiarity, and, and it's like, oh, what do you know the name of the, the guy who owns the resto? Um, uh, yeah.
1: no, uh, sorry, no, uh, no, no, I think that's yeah, fine. Uh, yeah.
0: It's we, probably a putu or something, yeah,
2: putu or gade <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, yeah I uh, always go and say gade, but I'm not yeah. actually yeah. sure what is yeah. he has told us, and his wife is there, and his little kids, so. yeah, he has
1: yeah. three kids. He's a busy boy busy nice. <laughs> boy no no fi
0: <wifi>. all right and <laughs> you go back next week he's got four. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh but uh, whenever we sit to eat there and like people like hey you come here nasi goreng and yeah, yeah we do come here often he talks to them um i generally be quiet when i'm eating food or um yeah, i will talk until he... the food
2: comes no no i mean it uh, yeah. comes
1: uh, it's in a good way he try to interact with them try to know more about the person who is sitting across to you you know yeah um I think it's when you when you like we go coffee at the same place every day we go on mm-hmm. um um like a food truck kind of it's a, it's a coffee shop it's on mm-hmm. the when uh, you the shortcut to the parananan Oh yeah. Right, yeah right right opposite yeah, the, it's the, right the opposite. stable the horse yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah nice yeah we we sit there and we, we the people is like its connection like it what makes bali is like when you go talk to them every day and they talk to them, you talk yeah. to them more and you talk, you know them and you know about their families and all that. Exactly. So I think the connections, the rela- relatability or the making uh, people, you're not so different. Everybody else in the world, everybody's human. Everybody has problems. Everybody has like the yeah. emotions they go through. Exactly. To see that and um, I think Bali can yeah of course people is the biggest part in traveling like you can go to a beautiful country you can meet shitty people you won't like the country yeah exactly so i think uh, we i don't know how many times we mentioned in the podcast mm. like the
0: people here is really good yeah i mean you're you're bringing me back to uh when i i remember i remember when i was in um when i was at uni we had a trip to go to um Berlin Mm -hmm. right and um, (laughs) I actually didn't have enough money to do like activities that my other mates or schoolmates were um, able to do and go to the top of whatever and you know go to this restaurant so I actually ejected myself from the group and said like okay I'm just gonna travel uh, look around the city and do my own thing by myself and I remember feeling very vulnerable and I remember feeling that um, I was scared to ask questions. I was scared to put myself in uh, a restaurant, sit by myself, and experience what it's like to just be your, be by yourself and be comfortable. I'm not like that anymore, but I re- remember and I can feel it. Standing in between two restaurants, thinking, which one am I going to feel like less of a loser in? <laughs> right, and it's a very natural. Uh, for people to feel that way but it's also very important to break out of it and realize that i think when you travel and you're in a foreign place that you do have to be yourself and that how people react because they're strangers shouldn't affect you you're on your own journey you're building yourself up and you know putting yourself in um odd situations where you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean that you're going to be like that forever someone points at you you like I mean, then you're by yourself, loser. You're like, yes, I am. <laughs>
1: That's it. I don't mind to be a loser. No. Because it's it's an
0: experience, you know. I mean, okay, so I mean, that that experience of, you know, I have it vividly in my mind because I remember feeling and beating myself up and be like, man, I can't travel. I'm like such a shitty traveler or like shitty by myself. Fast forward to graduating and I come to Bali. Believe it or not, Bali was not as social my eyes as now and I basically had no friends for four months and I'm a pro- an approachable person I'm very open-minded it wasn't me being closed off just found it like uh, actually freeing to be able to be with myself it was a choice to just be like can I handle this so I went dinners by myself for months dinners by myself surf by myself ride the bike somewhere random by myself and it taught me like when you're out and about and you're not sitting in the comfort of your home can you understand yourself that was like a big learning process for me it's like the 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 truth of who you are actually comes out when you're actually actually interacting with someone you've never met before or you know you're sitting at a table for one
2: see i'm sitting here with a big smile on my face because sometimes like when I went through that, I was like, I had to be with somebody mm. who's like never wanted to be with myself. I there's no way around it. I would run away from like being with myself. I would have to be busy. And then over the past two years, I have now, as you had said, I enjoy this time now, where it's like I just take my own time and just relax. And I think you quickly realize that when you're afraid of spending time with yourself, you're actually overanalyzing it way too much. So again, then last week when we talked to Kim, Kim had said the exact same thing where she was like, oh, I'm worried about sitting in a restaurant on my own and I feel like a loser and this, that and the other. So I feel it's it's great to hear other people because then it becomes very relatable to you. It's like, oh, fuck, man, I was there, too. I used to feel like the weirdo, the loser going for coffee. And you also realize, like, if I see somebody now go for coffee, I don't assume oh they're a loser i'm like hey in my head no i don't walk up and say it because that's kind of strange <laughs> no no but i'm kind of thinking hey fair play because a lot of people don't go and do that yeah. they don't seek this the discomfort of being on their own and you stay in that structured mindset again yeah. so i don't know have you ever struggled with the uh going feeling like a loser going for food by yourself <laughs>
1: or what? Uh, i still didn't get the chance i mean I did in in past. Like sometimes I just want to be myself, and um, because when I hear people talk about people who can be by themselves is the strongest minds there is, mm-hmm. because if you can't be alone by with yourself, you can't be with anybody else. Yeah. When I hear that, I want to put myself in a situation where I want to be by myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the like in generally, sometimes I just don't want to talk. I just want to be in my head. I want to think about what's going on, like, and then I go out. But these days, me and Lee always travel together. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, I really like his company.
0: Um, Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) If you hated each other, I'd be wondering what's going on, Scooby gang. We just turn it on for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Go separate ways
2: once you leave (laughs) the studio. (laughs) I hate you. See you next week. (laughs) By the way, you you can't sing.
1: (laughs) 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 No, I mean... uh, I mean, there is there is always a little bit a little ups and downs, but Definitely. we as like people, we always think alike, and we think like in certain things there is is don't want to do that, I don't want to do, but you have to compromise in situations where you you have you want to be in the front of, like with friendship with the person or relationship with the person, and um, being with him like four months is one of the reason I was happy also. Nice. So. Like, if hear. if he's not there, I mean,
0: I don't know where I'll be, so yeah. in yeah. general sense. So, I mean, that's a great counter to, yeah, being on your own and figuring out who you want to be and what's going on internally. Yeah. But when things are good and you have someone who's like, hey, sh- shit, we actually are on the same frequency of appreciation. You know, you're not an overly party guy. You kind of like, you just lock in. Damn, like, enjoy that time together, right? it's 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 awesome here like for me it's i've got a close set of friends that have the same mindset as well um but for me throughout my whole life it's been my brother my he's only two years younger than me but he looks 10 years older than me <laughs> 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 well, hopefully we'll, he's not deep. listening to this no, I, will, I will send this to him <laughs> <laughs> and i'll drop him the t- exact time code when i say that <laughs> Okay. We might need to get your brother on to yeah. defend himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, I think the whole part of me feeling like a loser before was like, that was me in the first time really being on that travel mindset without my family, without my brother and realizing that, holy shit, I hadn't actually filled that void of like, um, uh, Oh always having someone to have a comment with or you know have a dig with or whatever, and never experienced or built up the the part of um of myself so yeah that's that's the thing when when you're you're have a family relationship or whatever relationship there is an empty part that gets filled by someone else to give you that lock in that sense of like security um but you still can Break away, work on yourself, and lock in with someone else somewhere. Just stronger. That's the that's the point.
1: I wouldn't have said that what I said like few minutes ago, you know, four years ago, because I was so closed up. This traveling made me open up to the emotions. What I have, can able to put it out there and tell the the person or anything emotional I feel like, mm-hmm. open up to it. So I was grateful being here and like able to express
0: myself. Yeah, I have a question. You, know, you guys have traveled more um, than I have. Is it possible to have the same revelations within your own country? Is my like, own traveling within your own country? Let's say someone that didn't have the budget or the uh, the means to go overseas. What are your thoughts on traveling internally in your own country?
2: Okay, do you want to take it first, or do you want me?
1: Uh, I don't mind You want?
2: Okay Mine would be no For the Simple reason being That There's a very You're going to meet Similar minded people Mm. So it's going to be like For example When you're 30 In Ireland By The structured funnel lifestyle You should Pretty much You should have a house Mm. Maybe you should be engaged You should be On your way to having kids But it's it's, yeah, it's just not as open hmm. as, as here. And maybe that's because you're meeting different people from different cultures. But I think a big thing is over here, people seem to be stressed a lot less and they seem to be content with what they have. Whereas I feel maybe in, I can't speak for all of the Western society, but in Ireland, to me personally, so
0: yeah.
2: don't at me if you don't agree with this, people from Ireland, but... <laughs> I feel that uh, there's a lot of trying to get one up on somebody else. It's okay. How could I get something out of this guy to better me? Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like traveling and with locals and whatnot, everybody seems to want to help each other. And it's like, Hey, there's enough out there for everybody. Let's help each other. So, I mean, that's a very negative spin, isn't it? The way I took that.
1: No, I I was actually want to agree with you traveling in the same country because people can have the same mindset. Like, first of all, it all comes down to the people, like you said. So like the Asians can have the, like whoever gets out of the Asian continent and get go to the like different Western world, they like it more because they are out of that, the perspective of life, what it is they grow up with. And when they get out of the circle and they're more open, they're trying to do more things. It can be make you happy. But I lived in both regions. I lived in Asian, I lived in Western world, US. So what would I say is, I mean, you can, like it depends on you also sometimes.
0: Exactly, yeah. So
1: it can depend on other people, it can depend on yourself. I was able to be happy six years in US. The last few years, COVID and people, people around me is not, didn't help me much. So that made me want to get out of this zone, whatever I created myself to be comfortable, mm-hmm. to get out of the situation and be who I was now. I think it depends on how comfortable you are in the situation, how it is making you life boring or making you stress more. I think it's most of the thing is like try to get out of your comfort zone, first of all. That will make you keep you on your feet all the time and also make you think more than what you can achieve. And which helped me right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was in a comfort zone. Now I was able to get out of it. Now I'm like, so I'm here, I'm doing this thing. I don't want to get bored in a few years again. So, what can I do something that so even like people ask me, what do you want to do in your life? And like I want to have something open, so that I can create more things to achieve my goal, whatever. Because yeah. if I keep my mind closed off, if I open restaurant, I'm only to the restaurant, yeah. which will make your life boring and which will not. Every restaurant in like ten years circle always break even. It never gets your like never unless until you're in LA or like you're the biggest club there is, whatever. Yeah, but there will be end zone for everything yeah nothing lasts forever so that's when you have a something open idea and make it make it more not like closed off but try up to try to be like uh, try to do new things add interesting things to it you know nice. i think it will help your life that's what i think so
2: just one point that i need to say sure. now i am not running ireland down ireland is a fantastic place and i'm very proud to be from there but i just feel that my mindset is not the same as, say, the stereotype Irish mindset. And that's why I choose to travel.
1: I, I totally agree with you, brother. Yep.
0: <laughs> I agree with you, too. I because
1: understand. it's it's not only... It's, I mean, everybody, like, where you come from, people generally like to hate about it. I mean, if I see Indians, I hate because you most of the people judge me all my life. Because of that judgment, I hate about it. Mm-hmm. But... There is people who love India is the country. I mean, I still love it. I, I still do whatever. But at the end of the day, what made you the person is try to be open about it, try to be different. Yeah. Because everybody else in the country judge you doing this. Even my parents don't like me doing this. But, I mean, I'm doing something different.
0: Yeah.
1: So people judge you for it, for, for some like. They, when you get out of the zone and they think, okay, he's a weirdo. He's, uh, he's trying something which is not going to successful. I don't care it gets successful or not. For me, what matters is, am, am I trying or not? I don't want to live the same life as everybody else lived 100 years. Yeah. I want to create something for my own. My kids follow it or not. I don't care. It's their journey. Let them, let them do it. I mean, in Asian co- culture, it's like, parents want to be on you for the rest of your life to you steer your life how they want you to, or how it was done before. Yeah. I think I think it can be done like that if you like the way your parents, your their goal is. If you don't like it, try to set your own goal and try to achieve it, you know?
0: That's what I think. I, I mean, I agree. I think that um, right now there's a change of mindset in terms of, um, the continuation, continue, how do I say that word? Continuation of um, legacy. Yeah. Right. Every, especially in the Asian world, it's kind of like, please continue what I have built up. Yeah. Um, but as uh, developing countries start to become a bit more affluent, affluency creates opportunity and opportunity creates you know, freedom. Um, and I think it's, it's only the right thing to do if. Economically, socially, um, and mentally uh, doable, that you should try and do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. If no you f- fail, you can always go back to where it is. Exactly, exactly. And um, I think that's, uh, I think it's a good, really good point. You know, a lot of people are struggling with the legacy kind of thing. Do I do I continue in the footsteps of my parents, or do I build something for yourself? And uh, if you end up building something for yourself, you're going to be more proud on your deathbed than if you just. Uh, right took the, pave, the road already paved you don't want yeah. to
2: sit there with regret yeah. fuck it, if it doesn't work you'll figure it out a different way I Just think
1: uh, the only thing it gets down to is when you sit at 50 or 60 or 70 whatever the timeline you live make sure you're not regretful of your life what you lived yep.
0: that's it, exactly and on that note I do not 100% regret doing this podcast with you guys <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> And we're, we're just saying, just I, love, I, I love, love the I great. mean, Lee, you've convinced me never to visit Ireland, but uh, no, I'm, oh, joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm joking, I'm you joking. know who's going to be joking. sliding into my DMs. <laughs> Tourism <laughs> Ireland. Hey, can you do an ad campaign?
1: I'll be like, for sure. <laughs> sure oh, and uh, most
2: of the listeners from Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Hey, of thank course, you guys. Yeah. Top of no, the post. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's the only time we're top of any leaderboard. I got to say, you're also on the top of the leaderboard for humor. You guys just take Humor so well in in Ireland. Thank you. No, I, don't, I think so.
2: Yeah, I hope my dad hears that because he says today hey, I don't take jokes well. Oh, that's a, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He gets see his ego is so big.
2: <laughs> hey, <okay. laughs> he hey, he, he, he wants
1: to joke on other people. If he, if somebody jokes on him, his ego is fucked. You're uh, <laughs> uh, fucked. It's, it's improving. It's uh, improving. Okay, okay right, cool. cool, cool.
0: <laughs> we're all working on something. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: So on that note uh, I think it's a good note to end and I hope we do part 2 of it um, on that
2: note let's wrap it brother Scooby gang Scooby gang that's been this week's episode a special thank you on behalf of myself and TJ to George
1: thank you so much George
0: thank you guys appreciate it look forward to part 2 it's yes. been a
2: pleasure boys and girls thank you very much for taking your time out of your day to listen to us that's been Scooby gang thank you very much we're out see you next week TJ as
1: always kashi.